0: Well, hello, thanks for tuning in for episode four from Skylark Opera Theatre's uh, podcast. My name's Matt Belanger. I'm a board member for Skylark Opera Theatre based in St. Paul, uh, the group here in the Twin Cities that works to bring very relevant and updated and accessible performances of opera and musical theatre to um, really performance venues all throughout the Twin Cities. And today, I-, I wanted to talk about something that might be a little uncomfortable. And I'm joined here, uh, uh, I have a brave colleague who's going (laughs) to march right into this conversation with me. Bob New is the artistic director for Skylark Opera Mm -hmm. Theater, and we're talking about um, the thing that makes people uncomfortable at times, and that's money. Money. And... We have a we have we are blessed to have a wonderful arts scene yes. in the Twin Cities yes. and we have a very generous community and yes. Skylark in particular has been around for 40 years this year 4 decades. Yeah, of that's a big deal. And it is a big deal and we couldn't have done that without tremendous levels of generosity from individual donors who've come to shows and been moved mm-hmm. to give, mm-hmm. corporations a very generous foundations. And um, so, so we are one of the lucky ones um, who have survived 40 years, right. and, and hopefully we have many, many decades more in our future. But the climate today is different than it's been in a long, long time for arts organizations. So Bob, thanks for being here today to talk to me about this and kind of step through what this means and, and where we're at. We're just checking in here. So appreciate your time, Bob.
1: Well, I mean, of course, it's a big topic, and it's one that I, I like to talk about. I mean, I, I've i been doing this for a long time, so I am never fearful or hesitant to ask for money. We're called nonprofit for a reason. Right. Boy, are we <laughs> non-profit. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, though, we are in a really interesting time. I mean, this country, actually the world, because— just, just a quick diversion, what's spoken to me really loudly recently in the last couple of years, you know, Europe, I think we know Europe, the arts there have been state funded for years and years and years, particularly, you know, um, the UK has been a big example of this, Germany, um, France, but we're starting to see a lot of companies in Europe go out of business because the state funding is going down and though the their priorities are changing and that really that's kind of shaken me because mm. that was always so steadfast. And it tells me that, you know, we're in kind of a global sort of concern here. Yeah. I don't, I'm not gonna say crisis because it's not a crisis mm. at all. But I think it's something that, that we all need to pay attention to. Now, the Twin Cities in particular, I, I find fascinating. I've lived here for 20 plus years. Um, before I ever moved here, people had told me that this was an incredibly generous part of the country for support of the arts. And that is so true. Oh, my gosh. It's just its stunning. It's spectacular. Yeah. Um, however, the however side of that is that because it's so generous, there is a lot of competition here. Right. And, and things so have much. changed
0: when it comes to who is asking for money. There are simply right. more
1: people... Right. In need right now. Well, and we have to remember that when we're talking about nonprofits, we're not just talking about performing groups or art museums or things that are arts-related. Nonprofits also are about colleges, hospitals, um, all the research that's done for disease and and, yeah. yeah, And think about you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, raising money for literacy, example for example, was not a big priority. I'm not saying that that problem didn't exist, but those problems or those programs have become much more visible. Um, if you go back 30, 40 years, AIDS research. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. raised money for AIDS research 50 years ago because it didn't exist. Um, the problems are the the challenges with our homeless population that need money and attention. So the the. Th- the things that are vying for the these this money yeah. has just grown enormous a din of well, yeah. of, of noise coming from all is.
0: directions of people with Absolutely. worthy causes right. right who are requesting yeah. assistance yeah. and and there's a pool of dollars to, Everyone's competing for.
1: Well, and that's, that's I think, what's also been very interesting is because the Twin Cities have had a dispor- disproportionately high number of Fortune 500 companies, yeah. there has traditionally been a lot of corporate support in the Twin Cities. That's starting to dissolve because corporations are also changing. They're, they're having different priorities for the way they want to disperse their money. And so that's, I'm not saying that the co- companies here in town are not still generous. They are but their priorities are changing because our world is changing. Yeah. So we can't necessarily rely
0: on that. So what's an arts organization like Skylark to do? I like to say to people, when I talk about this organization, they have found a way, if you give a dollar to mm-hmm. Skylark, these people are magical who run this group because I believe they have found a way to squeeze a buck 25 out of that dollar. <laughs> they are they are such good stewards yeah. <clears throat> of the money uh, that that they have put on fantastic productions and Mm -hmm. they really do strive because it's part of their mission to keep ticket prices low so that the performance remains accessible for a lot of people, but yet without sacrificing the quality of the performance that's uh, being presented.
1: Well, thanks, I'd like to think so. I mean, I think we all have become very good at stretching our dollars. I mean, every one of us who's out there, you know, trying to raise money. But part of our aesthetic, of course, is not to have, We put our money into our performers, into the experience the audience is going to have as far as telling a story in a unique way. Mm -hmm. In other words, um, you won't see gigantic sets with Skylark Opera. You're not going to see unbelievable lighting effects. Um, You're going to have a human story told to you in a very human kind of way. And that's where we put our dollars. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's an intentional artistic decision to to do that because you you can you can bring in these fantastic artists and we've talked in previous episodes about how close you get to those performers and you can feel their emotion and energy and that is a a unique theater experience that Skylark's bringing to the table in it is
1: and so I think for the advantages of the fact that our aesthetic may be I guess I'd have to say cost less. the The challenge with that, of course, is keeping this aesthetic intact. Means that in order to have a very intimate. Um, experience the audience numbers have to be small, mm-hmm. so that impacts. So you can't
0: sell endless tickets to a performance exactly. and, and rake in the money that I I mean, way I to can't support it.
1: Tell because, you yeah. how many times, and this is wonderful, but that I get a call from a board member saying, "Oh my gosh, you know we're up to our 125. Is there any way we can add 10 more chairs? Because we're, you know, a yeah. lot of times in our spaces yeah. we simply can't. I right. mean, literally, there's no room to do it. But but my point is that our earned income also has. Kind of a cap on it in order to maintain mm. the kind of shows that we so do. We,
0: so beyond ticket sales, which right. is a revenue source for a theater production, mm-hmm. uh, we, you ha- you rely on the generosity of the community. And I, and I w- of course, I, we will talk mm. more about that slice of the pie here. But I want to unpack something that that was recently brought to my attention. I mean, I'm I work in the TV business and and in the news You're business. You're rolling and, in my math. Really, no, <laughs> oh no, no. But. Um, <laughs> the The world of theater is something I'm learning more about as I mm-hmm. as I volunteer and I'm on the board of, of Skylark. And what shocked me was when you unpack what it costs to put on a production. I don't think people know what it costs to put on a production. Right. Right. And uh, so let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 talk about. Uh, most Happy fella, which Skylark right. just put together. I mean, to, to help people understand how much of that was covered by ticket sales. I think a lot of people maybe walk around and they think, oh, have you sold out. That means the show's paid for. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that's not I the I hear case. that a lot,
1: yeah. No, it's not remotely the case. I mean, you know, every single... I mean, just if you sit down and think about... What costs money? Every single thing you're experiencing as a theater goer has cost money. From the rent in the space to the programs. I mean, maybe that sounds minor, but the mm-hmm. programs that give you the information you need those cost money. The person who put the program together costs money. Mm-hmm. Um, we we um, we pay our actors, and we try to pay our actors well. I mean, nobody's going to retire and get rich off of any of our shows, mm-hmm. but. Right. I take—I mean, Skylark has always done this, and I've tried to maintain the same thing, that we pay our actors a very competitive rate in the Twin Cities. This ensures us the best people, yeah. just to put and it the, bluntly.
0: Well, you, and, you know, first <clears throat> things first, got to yeah. maintain quality. you got to exactly. keep yeah. delivering what right. the audience is expecting.
1: Right. But, but, you know, again, going back to the cost of the show, um, you just heard the, the, the small orchestra we use, or the piano, play an introduction— the, the piano was rented, mm-hmm. so you paid for the piano to be moved, for it to be rented, for it to be tuned. Mm-hmm. You're paying each of those musicians, of course. The music they're playing off of has to be rented. You have to pay for the rights to do the piece. Um, you know, it goes on and on. That, that walkway that you see coming from the stage that makes this such an intimate experience— you have to rent that. Mm-hmm. You have to pay to have it installed. So I think people maybe sometimes don't realize that you know we we work on a professional plane, so we expect to pay for all these things. Yeah. And these performers, uh, this is their livelihood. And and so That's right. I mean,
0: and, and Skylark has a rich tradition of being a a beautiful springboard for so many performers' careers, and a place maybe where they got to start. And yeah, and and so. Mm-hmm. So so paying them and a, 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 a wage that is um, comparable, in the, I mean, that, that's right. to be expected.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I mean, you know, and that's, I think people sort of maybe don't always realize that performers are paid. A lot mm-hmm. of times we hear people saying, oh, and what do you do for a living? It's like, this is what this I do for a it. living. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. No, I just have a question about...
0: Uh, when it comes to ticket sales, mm-hmm. uh, generally speaking, and you've worked all over the country yeah. with all kinds of different outfits, and I understand there are many, many variables, but in general, what percentage of a production's cost yeah. is covered by ticket sales?
1: Well, it's a great question because when I started doing this, that the goal was always at least 50%, at least 50% self-sustaining. It's now 30, 33%, a third to a quarter, 25%.
0: A third of the show yeah. covered yeah. by tickets. If we're doing well... Right and uh, and, it's, and that's even made a little more difficult by the fact that Skylark's shows are these intimate productions that bring the audience closer than many other. Opportunities exactly. in twin cities, and and so you you right. you've kind of outlined it. Well, we literally yeah. have fewer seats
1: <laughs> that we right. can sell. So it's really wonderful when we have a salad and people get excited about that, sure. and that's fantastic. But that just means that we've covered those budget expenses, yeah. and we're of, a
0: third of the way there. Exactly. So, so where the hat then gets passed, right? Right, and we right. are at the mercy of the generosity of corporations, and foundations, but also individuals.
1: Very much individuals. And And as I started started saying earlier that, you know, I think businesses have changed the way they give. Foundations have changed the way they give. Um, And so I think we're relying more and more on individuals. I I don't think I know that. Um, So yeah, and that takes a lot of of work, it takes a lot of dedication because people want to give to things that they trust. Yep. And you don't build trust over just putting your hand out one time. Exactly. You have to have a relationship with people so that they feel comfortable that they're giving to something where you're gonna be respectful of the money they give you and that they're going to enjoy something that comes back from that. Right, the performance. Yeah, they're the gonna, or maybe enjoy is not the right word. They're gonna be fulfilled mm-hmm. by that. That They're gonna
0: feel- They help to build something- Precisely. Fulfilling. Yes. We spoke a little bit ago about the impact that Skylark has on performers in the Mm -hmm. Twin Cities, and I have a nice letter here written by Bill Marshall, who was Tony in The Most Happy Fella. And I I just want to read this because I think that it, it powerfully speaks to one of the things this organization does well, and mm-hmm. that, is, that is provide these opportunities for performers, mm-hmm. the paid performers, but this is their livelihood. Listen to this letter. I wanted to express to you what a tremendous experience I had this past summer and fall, preparing and presenting the most happy fella with Skylark Opera Theater. I've been in over 30 stage shows, and I have to say that my most artistic growth and satisfaction came from this production. Beginning with Bob New as director, uh, there was an atmosphere of collaboration and freedom that permeated our eventual performances. The cast was small and got to play a variety of roles. The venue, the Mounds Theater, St. Paul, uh, provided an intimate setting for the show. I felt so empowered by the process that I personally sold over 100 tickets, (laughs) primarily to first-time Skylark attendees, to a person they had a wonderful experience And they now plan to support Skylark in the future. Skylark is a breath of fresh air, reimagining lesser done works with this new perspective. And as an artist, I would jump at the chance to be on another Skylark stage. Again, that's Bill Marshall, who was Tony and the most happy fellow. If you saw the show. I don't think I can say it any better myself. But so... (laughs) talk about a testimonial about the yeah. work of the group and so you spoke about putting your wanting to put dollars somewhere
1: where it's having an impact mm-hmm. i think it's had an impact on bill's life well it has and i think you know i think if i were listening to this right now maybe one of the questions i would have as a potential donor is why do i care about Bill Marshall or any of these actors in the Twin Cities gain a good paycheck? And like, what's in that for me? Right. Well, the answer is, if you live in the Twin Cities, if you're listening to this right now, we're gonna presume that you have an interest in the arts in the Twin Cities. Therefore, the more we all have a hand in supporting our artists in the Twin Cities, the more our art scene is gonna grow and become great because people are not gonna stay in a city where they can't find work. One of the reasons the Twin Cities is known as a great arts venue is because we have so many great artists here. We have great artists here because there's work here and there's Mm -hmm. work that pays them so that they have the ability to live here. That isn't true of every place. I'm not gonna mention any cities, but traveling around, I often am pulled up short when I'm working Mm -hmm. in a city that doesn't necessarily have that going on. The entire cast is imported because they don't have the local talent. And you, you take for granted the fact that you can't say in rehearsal, oh, you know, um, I'm, I'm realizing we need two more extras in this scene. You know, can we, can we find people? And they're like, no, we can't find people. There's nobody in town that would do yeah. this. We would have to import, whereas in the Twin Cities, you know, there's a there's wealth a of people yeah. here. And we, we are like, spoiled a bit yeah. here. <laughs> and, and again, we're spoiled because we all support these people's efforts. And we... They're here because they can be here. If the work wasn't here, they would move. They would go to New York. They'd go to Chicago. They'd go to L.A. But there are a lot of great performers here because they can live here. I want to – we're wrapping
0: up um, our episode four, and I want to have a little real talk
1: here at the the (laughs) conclusion. Yeah.
0: I I think that sometimes – things are sugarcoated and uh, let's let's talk about the reality of, of and again, Skylark is not um, in a position that's different than any other arts organization these days. Everyone right. is in this same climate, in this difficult mm-hmm. atmosphere of, of uh, trying to raise the money to put on these productions to right. keep the arts alive. And, and we've talked about the competing interests. And sometimes when you look at the list of all the medical causes and, and, and other causes out there, People might look at the list and say, "Well, oh, the arts, you know, that's the one that can kind of wait a little bit or maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe we'll give less there because there's all these other other causes out there. But but let's talk, have some real talk about where, yeah. where Skylark's at right now. We 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 are an organization in need at
1: the, this very moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, I there is not. None of these smaller organizations have any kind of, we don't have savings account. You know, what nonprofits called endowments. Mm-hmm. Um, we go, we live from paycheck to oh, paycheck showed, as it were. Production to production, really. Yeah. and I, I mean, we really do. And it really is becoming um, more and more challenging with a lot of our traditional places we've gone for money, which are foundations and corporations. We need our individual patrons to understand that we need their help. We, we um, Yeah, we live paycheck to paycheck, and we really do, and nobody else is going to do it for you. I was just listening, driving in today to NPR, having a fun drive, and they make that case that, you know, if you enjoy what we do— We'd like to think that you have a responsibility for helping us, and we, yeah. we hope we can encourage you to feel that way. I, I like to see, you know, I want to touch on your point earlier of like, you know, the arts. Well, should they be farther down in priority for, well, the, for the spending? I, you know, and
0: I, I, I don't personally hold that no, belief, but, but when, you, I
1: mean, let's look at school
0: programs. When school budgets are tight, look at right. look at the first classes to get cut. Yeah. Often it's the
1: arts. It is. But, you know, I have a dear friend who likes to say, and I I quote this all the time, that ancient Rome is not remembered for its banking practices. It's remembered for its art. Mm -hmm. And art is the one thing that will sustain us and that will outlive all of us. And I'd like to, I mean, that's why I'm very proud of what I do and why I have passion for it. Because I think what we're doing is bigger than any of us. And Mm -hmm. our contributions that we can make, contributions in every sense of the word, are about... Giving something that's gonna live beyond us and that's we're gonna be remembered for. Yeah. I mean, and that's even as evidenced
0: by exactly what Skylark is doing is taking these opera pieces from way back and yeah. and, and putting them in English and, and that modernizing they, them they and still making them relevant on. again. They still live on. And, right. and they still impact audiences to this yes. day. And yeah. And what we're asking is for help to keep doing that mission. And I I would just like to remind everybody who's still listening. Nineteen or so minutes into this podcast here, if you're still with us, that that remember that fact when you're considering making a gift to an organization like Skylark, that ticket sales cover a third of the production
1: costs. There are two
0: thirds of the cost. You'd probably like to do uh, more shows, but the money is the limiting factor. That's the end all be all. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I want to leave you with one thought here. I have another letter, and I read a little, bit, uh, little from this letter in the past um, one episode ago, but this is from James and Barbara in Mendota Heights, and, I, and they were just so sweet to send us this mm-hmm. note after Indeed. seeing the most happy fella. But But listen to this message. They wrote, To be able to enjoy such a compelling and high-quality cultural event at a modest cost right here in the city of St. Paul made us feel fortunate, And very proud. As we reviewed the many artistic performances we had the pleasure of enjoying last year, we rated this one as the best. We are indebted to the artists, volunteers, the board of directors of Skylar Copper Theatre for providing us with what we believe is one of the cultural gems of this area. In our opinion, this organization deserves widespread
1: community support we're taking them out for drinks man
0: yeah <laughs> they're great <clears throat> thank you that's very James nice thank Barbara you so much from Mendota Heights for sharing that but that that's the feeling and i think a lot of people share in that respect and appreciation but i i wanted this episode to maybe just spark a couple of uh thoughts in people's minds uh, because man hopefully encourage them to take that next step and maybe make a gift because it, it really will make all the difference
1: for us. Oh my gosh, it will. If you could see what our board means and office looks like when we get a new gift, I mean, really, we celebrate it, we talk well, about I it. Well, I get
0: an email because yeah. if you make a gift, I'm going to give you a thank you call personally. Well, so, what more well, incentive a, do you need? Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> but but it. I mean, and, yeah. I, and I talk about this a lot, this group, Work so hard to squeeze every last mm-hmm. penny out of that dollar. We totally do. Yeah. We really do. Well, thank you for listening uh, to episode number four of uh, Skylark Opera Theater's uh, new podcast series. We're going to talk next episode about this 40th year. We have when what's cooking? We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the show that we have lined up for this. Bob's Yay. gonna hang around for that. So uh, stay tuned for that. But until that next time, I'm Matt Belanger.
1: Thanks for listening. If you can make a gift to support Skylark Opera Theater. You can do that online at SkylarkOpera.org. Plus, stay up to date with Skylark's latest productions and find ticket information, too. It's SkylarkOpera.org. You can also like us on Facebook. Just search Skylark Opera Theater. Season two of The Bazness is now out. Join our new host, Jane Froiland, as she talks with performers, designers, puppet makers, and more about their process in making art in Minnesota. The Bazness was conceived and created by Sam Landman and returns for our second season with 11 new episodes available on all major listening platforms. Part Between Two Ferns, part Inside the Actor's Studio in all Minnesota. This is The Bazness.